Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Especially in this particular portion, Matthew says, He that hath ears, let him hear. Mark says, If any man hath ears, let him hear. Luke records, He that hath ears, let him hear. There's a central theme, there's a common line. We need to have ears, and we need to use them for hearing. In Revelation, John records over and over. Brother Rayleigh was just all over it today, confirming I feel what God had laid on my heart. He that hath ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. The Word of God has a lot of, of, uh, there's a lot in the Scripture when you begin to read cover to cover. There's a lot in the Scripture about not just hearing, but the value of hearing. Mark adds something that's quite interesting in Mark 24, 24 and and 25. I'm going to read this both out of the King James Version and I'm going to also read it out of the Amplified Bible because I want us to get this little nugget that's kind of tucked under a rock and that's what I want to leave you with today. Mark 4 and 24, the Bible says, And he said unto them, Take heed what you hear. With what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath, to him shall be given, and to he that hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he hath. Now, I understand we get lost in the thieves and thou sometimes, but I'm going to tell you there's an important instruction here in these two verses. Not that you just hear, but he said you need to take care what you hear and you need to take care how you measure out that hearing because ever how you measure that out, that's how it's coming back to you again. This same language, this terminology is used when it, the scripture deals with giving. And so if you can think about that with what measure you give, you meet out, whatever you give out, that is how it's coming back to you. In the amplified version of the Bible, the scripture says in verse 24, and he said unto them, be careful what you are hearing. Be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. So if I could just pause there and say this, it's important that we hear not just one time, but that we hear and that we hear and that we hear again. 
I've said often, sometimes when you're going to familiar passages of Scripture, it's, it's almost dangerous because if, especially if you're preaching to people that's been in and around church a long time, when you go to a familiar place, some people can almost, you can almost feel them disconnecting to begin with because there's this ideology that I've already heard this scripture and I already know this and, and uh, there's no need for me to revisit this again. Perhaps the preacher is just preaching to somebody else in the congregation, but that's not what the scripture says. Because the scripture says, ever how much you hear, I'm gonna give you some more. I'm gonna lend some more. And so I'm gonna ask now for a little bit of audience response. How many of us have been in that setting again and again and again? And we've heard someone go to a familiar text. We've heard someone go right there, perhaps even title the sermon, almost the same title that someone else has titled and preach almost verbatim. I'm not talking about, uh, I'm not talking about uh, plagiarizing something, but I'm talking about almost verbatim what we have heard before and then all of a sudden about halfway through all of this, there is just a wow factor. Because you go, wow, I mean, I'm, I'm so glad I didn't disconnect. I'm glad I, I'm glad I didn't just check out because the Lord just peeled back another layer. I'm not assuming that anyone else in that service perhaps got exactly what I got out of that because, and here's why, it all depends on how much you've been hearing. Amen. I don't think the Lord's going to let the first time hear what somebody's been hearing it a hundred times is going to get. He said, you just keep going back there and, and what you what has been given to you. He said, the measure of thought and study, how much you give, how much you give of yourself, the truth that you hear, the measure of virtue and the knowledge, that's what's going to come back to you. That's what's going to bless you. That's going to be given to those who hear Verse 25 is a little horrifying. It says to him who has will more be given and here the scripture says and from him who has nothing even what he has will be taken away by force. Now there's some scary stuff going on right here because you can come to church, go ahead and put your fingers in your ears. Go ahead and pull out your little crossword puzzle. Go ahead and pull out your phone and get on Facebook. Go ahead and just do all you want to do. But the Bible says that, that whatever you did have, when you walk away, he said, you're not just going to walk away with my treasures. You're, you're not just going to come to church and play church. You're not just going to come to church and, and turn a deaf ear. We've heard that phrase, phrase before, haven't we? We've heard that terminology. We're, we're just kind of going to turn a deaf ear, but there's a danger in turning a deaf ear. He said, you turn a deaf ear and I'll take away from you what you already have. And I'm going to tell you this morning that I'm not alone when I say this. I know people that started out with the Lord and God had given them a lot of wonderful things. And today they lost so many of those treasures it's because God is not going to allow the pearls to continue to go before the swine and he said if you don't want to hear this that's fine amen I'll just take what you already know if you don't appreciate that I'll give that knowledge to somebody else amen I'll give that to a sinner who's never known me I'll give that to a searching saint who wants to know me more I'll give that to someone who has never heard it but I'll I'll also give just a little bit more to those who come to church. They got their Bible under their arm. They got a piece of paper in that Bible. They got a pen and a pencil. Amen. They're going to write something down. I'm going to just chew on this later. I didn't come to church today to get this off of my schedule. I didn't come to get this 
service out of off of my tick of things to do today. But I came here to hear from the word of the Lord. I came here tonight today to hear from the presence of God Almighty. And when I hear it one more time, he said, I'm gonna give you some more. I'm gonna bless you some more. Hallelujah. Go ahead and read Psalms 23. Go ahead and let somebody else teach it to you one more time. Let somebody else preach on the 23rd Psalm one more time. Don't close your Bible and put your pen away because he said if you will hear it one more time, I'll give you something else. I'll bless you somewhere else. I'll give you more. I'll give you more. Amen. But if you don't love my word, I'll take away from you what you already have. Amen. It's important to hear. It's important to hear. Amen. I'm going to... I want to read several verses here. I'll I, I tell you what I will do just for the sake of time. Brittany, I'm just going to kind of blow through this. I don't want to just weary anybody here. But in Exodus chapter 19, in Exodus chapter 19, the Lord said unto Moses, he said, go to the people. And he said, sanctify them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes and be ready against the third day because the third day the Lord is going to come down on the side of all the people on the Mount Sinai. So he said, prepare the people, get the people ready. And he, te- he tells Moses here in this passage of scripture, he says, this is where I want you to set a border around about the mountain because the, the day that they touch the mountain, that's the day that they shall surely die. Now this is not the last time they're gonna hear this message. They're gonna hear this again and again and again and again and again throughout scripture. He said, there shall not any hand touch it, but, but you cannot touch the mountain Amen. There shall not be a hand touch it. So Mount Moses goes down from the mountain and unto uh, the people, sanctify them, wash their clothes, said, be ready against the third day. Moses brought the people forth out of the camp to meet God and they stood at, at neither part of the mountain. The Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke because the Lord had descended upon the fire and the smoke thereof. And, and then the scripture says, and the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder. And Moses spake and God answered him by a voice. And the Lord came down from the mountain that day and, and, and on top of the mountain and the Lord called to Moses from out of the top of the mountain and Moses goes up the mountain and the Lord said unto Moses go down charge the people he said lest they break through uh, the Lord to gaze don't you can't do this you can't look on the Lord you can't come to the mountain you cannot do this and, and let the priests also which come to the Lord sanctify themselves Moses said unto the Lord the people, Moses said unto the Lord, the people cannot come up to Mount Sinai for thou charged us saying, set bounds about the mountain, sanctify. And the Lord said unto him, away, get thee down and, and, uh, and away, get thee down and thou shalt come up, thou and Aaron with thee, but let not the priest and tell the people, don't break through. Are you getting this over and over? He's saying the same thing. Put a border, tell them they can't come. Tell them they can't even gaze. So he says in this same passage of scripture over and over and over, tell them don't touch it, tell them don't look, tell them you can't come, here's your border, don't cross that line. I mean, at some point you would think intelligent people in the crowd would say, hey, we got it. We get it. But in these few short passages of scripture, in these few short verses, 
the Lord says the same thing over and over and over and over again. But this is not the only record of this. Again and again, they're gonna hear it. Don't touch. And they're gonna hear it. You can't do this. You can't see the Lord. And essentially, this was the message that the children of Israel would hear many times over. You can't see God. You can't touch the mountain. You, you, got, to, you got to do this. You can't do that. Amen. And, and so from behind this sacred desk, I understand that many things are in essence repeated time and time and time and time again. Now, if we just looked at this intellectually, if we just looked at this analytically, we would say, my goodness, can't you just break away from that thought? Can't you just, I mean, can't we just move beyond this and go on to something more? Can't we just get somewhere else? But you know what? I think I'm just kind of, my mind is a little bit blown through the years as I see the Lord drop a theme into my heart or into the ministers of our church. I see a Lord drop a theme into their heart and then all of a sudden we have a guest speaker and they come to this desk and they open their Bible and they preach almost essentially the exact same thing that has been preached a time and time and time again. That always reminds me I am the Lord. I'm trying to get a message across here. I'm trying to get some things settled in their heart, in our heart. Amen. And so when something is repeated, it's not in a healthy church when something's repeated, it's not because we have nothing better to say. There's a lot of preach in this book. <laughs> Amen. And so it's not because we have something better to say. Even though I know some things have been said before, we need to say it again. Moses was a little bit reluctant to, to tell the people again, to warn them again. And maybe Moses kind of had the idea that maybe some of us have. Maybe he had the idea that some uh, maybe of us fathers have or even mothers have. If I said it once, that should settle it. If I told you to do this one time, that should forever settle it. But if that's your idea as a parent, I hate to shatter your world. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, even if you've got wonderful children. You're probably going to have to say that again. And again, 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 and again. Amen. Maybe Moses thought if you just do this one time, that's just going to take care of it. It's just going to glaze it all over. But you see, God knew the heart of man because he created man. And so the Lord knew what? Therefore, the Lord demanded that he go one more time and you just tell him one more time. How many times, I wonder, can we hear the same message uh, uh, until we begin to get a little bit uncomfortable? I wonder how many times we can hear the Spirit of God speak something to our heart. Now, I've uh, what I'm about to share with you, I've only actually witnessed one time in my entire life. It was a God moment. I have no doubt about that. I'm not suggesting that anybody should just do this willy-nilly, but I remember many years ago attending a conference. The main speaker of that, the, even, the main evening speaker of that conference one night got up, read his text. He gave the title to his sermon, and he preached an absolute masterpiece sermon. And oh, how we talked about it when we went home and all the next day. And then the next night when we came to the service, he said, I'm going to do something tonight that I have not done. I think the number was around 30 years of ministry, but I'm just going to obey the Lord. And he read the same text and he gave the message, the same exact title. And he felt no, uh, no unction whatsoever in his heart to change one word of it. He preached as close as I can remember, word for word, the same exact message. Now, I wouldn't recommend that if the Lord didn't tell you to do that. 
But I'm gonna tell you that that night the Lord began to move in a very specific way because God was trying to get something across to that conference. Amen, I wonder how many times do we need to, do we need to hear something before it creates an urgency in us to move and to and to be stirred, amen. How often, how many times and uh, do we say amen and really we don't mean it? Amen. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's preaching their heart out and we've, amen, and that means so be it. Let it be so. And, and it's really not so in our heart. Maybe for the lost and maybe for new converts, they, they feel that message. They feel conviction when that message is preached, but I wonder how many that have been around the block a few times are still moved by the message. There's an old song that says, move me with your message once again. Amen, remind me, Lord, stir me. I don't want this message to get old in my heart. I wanna hear it one more time because when I hear it, it makes room for me to hear it again. When I hear it, it opens. I'm in the book, amen, I'm in the word of God. Mark said, if you will hear it, he said, I will make room for you to hear it again. I'll give you something that you're gonna walk away you're going to walk away with a treasure if you'll just hear this word. John 1 and 19, the Bible says, for this is the record of John. When the Jews sent priests and, and, and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who art thou? Who are you? He confessed and denied not, but confessed. He said, I'm not the Christ. In verse 21, and they ask him, what, what then? Art thou Elias? And he saith, I am not. Art thou that prophet? And he answered, no. They said unto him, who art thou that thou, mayest, that thou may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am, listen, don't you love to meet people who know who they are? <laughs> Amen, don't you like when somebody shows up on the job and they know what their job title and their job description is? He's, they said, who are you? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord as said the prophet Isaiah, or Isaiah. Amen, there are many voices if we will hear them today. There are many, I'm not talking about strange voices. There are many good voices. We had a voice this morning teaching us, amen, we had a voice unctioning us. We had a voice pulling us closer to the foot of the cross. There are many voices. John knew that he was just one voice, but he said, I am that voice that was mentioned by Isaiah of that one that would cry in the wilderness. Isaiah 40 and three says this, the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord and make straight in the desert a highway for God. His message was simple. He just had one task. He just had one job. Amen. He said, you gotta get ready because Jesus is coming. I'm not him, but there's one who's coming after me who's mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not even worthy to bear. I can baptize you to repentance, but he's gonna baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John knew who he was. 
when Paul preached to the Galatians, amen, he had one message, essentially. He was saying, you need to quit going back to the old law. You need to quit drifting back. You need to stay focused. When Paul preached to the Corinthian church, he had one message. You need to stop sinning, and you need to get your heart right with God. And as many as listened to that voice, the Spirit of God dropped something in their heart. I'm saying to you this morning, don't go to sleep on me. I'm saying to you this morning, don't let your mind drift on me. Don't let your mind drift on God. Why? Because if you'll hear it one more time, he said, I'll give you something for that hearing. If you'll give it to, if you'll give me your ear, if you'll give me your heart, I will put something in there. Amen. Many voices of salvation, they either plead us to come toward God or there are voices that push us away. The Bible says in Proverbs 20 20 and 27, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. But as the candle dims, our capacity to understand increases. There's something there that broadens and strengthens us. We come equipped with that voice that tries to compel us, that, that voice that tries to pull us toward God. I'm gonna tell you that I've met one too many people who said, I didn't know anything about the Lord, but I went searching. I went searching. I'm gonna tell you one of those voices is sitting right here in this chair, a man who was not raised in church, who didn't wasn't raised around godly things, but there was something in him that kept pulling, something that kept tugging. I said, I gotta try this, I'll try that. But God was leading him and guiding him until he found the truth of God's word. Amen, it was a very, very humble setting. Am I right? Amen, it was a very humble setting. But he said, I went in to that little prayer meeting in that house and I believe somebody had a heart attack or somebody and, and they began to pray a prayer of faith and he said, you know what? This is what I'm looking for. Amen, I'm gonna tell you tonight, there are today there are some searching people. There are some searching people that voice that is in us that says there is more. Aren't you glad you listened to that there is more voice? Aren't you glad you lent yourself to that there is more? There is more. Amen. But we gotta be careful that we are attentive to that voice. And again, our young people are here. I'm going to address them unashamedly today. I'm gonna tell you, I'm not sure about these statistics. I've read these a couple of times. But But nevertheless, I want to challenge you with this. Some statistics say that once someone reaches their 20s, the chances of change become incrementally smaller and smaller and smaller. That that doesn't mean you can't change in your 30s or you can't change in your 40s or your 50s, but, but that window starts closing because we become what some of us old timers say, set in our ways. And so I want to say to our young people this morning, while you can still hear that clear voice of God, hear him, follow him. Rise to the challenge and let God develop that in you. Amen, develop in you what he wants to develop in you. Amen, we all have those inner places in our heart. We have those places that that we kind of hide ourselves. We need to let God go there. Amen, we need to let God go there. The word of God can bring light to those places and God's word can illuminate and tell us when we need to do something different. Amen, when the spirit of God brings light to a situation, when the preacher, through the foolishness of preaching, God can open that door where light has been shined and that can be cleaned. How many of us have been right there? 
the Spirit of the Lord begins to deal with us about a few things and we, we go to church and lo and behold, if the preacher don't walk up, amen, start preaching about those things and God is saying, now you need to open that door on up and let's, while the light's on, let's, let's sweep all of this out because something ought to happen when the preaching's going on. Acts 2 and 37, and when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children, to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added about 3,000 souls. Here's my point in all of that, is that when the Spirit of the Lord was speaking, people were hearing when they heard this. <laughs> Not when he said this. Not when he taught this. Not when he preached this. But when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart because in the hearing, God makes room for more. In the hearing, God says in this crowded heart, I'll make some room, I'll make some what shall we do? Thank God he didn't stop talking. Amen. Amen. We got to hear the word of the Lord. I mean, as we get ready to close this evening, I'm going back to my text, Mark 4, 24. And he said unto them, take heed what ye hear, with what measure ye meet, or in whatever capacity you hear, if you really hear, I'll really bless. If you open yourself up, he said, it shall be measured to you and unto you that hear shall more be given. Somebody said, how in the world do you know all this Bible stuff? Somebody says, how in the world do you have all of this? It's not because we locked ourselves in the room for eight hours a day. It's not because we said, you know, for the next month, I'm not coming out of my bedroom. I'm just going to stay here and read the book. And I'm not saying there'd be anything wrong with that. But I'm going to tell you how people get more and more and more is because they refuse to stop hearing. And when you hear, God drops just a little bit more in your heart. Now, I know this is sort of a, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make a real spiritual point. I want to use a very natural thing, if I can, to make, to make my point. We all have, perhaps, I would say a lot of us at least have favorite sermons or something that we have. You have them on CD or DVD or on your uh, whatever, wherever, you, on your tablet or your smartphone, and, and you enjoy hearing those. And I'm going to ask you just, just ask you, how many times have you listened to them more than once and every time you hear something different? No one went back and edited that file. It was just in the listening of it. You heard it again and again. 
I'm telling you that this happened to me this week. I was alone and quiet for several hours and I thought, I was looking through it, so I'm gonna find me something to listen to and I came across the message. It was really kind of a teaching, uh, about an hour of teaching and I thought, man, I've listened to that so many times and I thought, yeah, I'm just gonna do it one more time and I'm gonna tell you I heard three things. I, I could not believe it. I could not believe it. You know, there's a little counter on the side of some of these things that tell you how many times you've listened to it, at least on that device. And I listened to this multiple, multiple, multiple times, but in the hearing, he said, I'll give you more. Now, I know that's a natural thing, and we may just, you know, our mind drifted or something, that we could probably explain that away. But I'm just using that as a, to try to parallel an spiritual example that God said, if you'll hear me, I'll give you more. But what a horrifying thing we read in verse 25. But to him who hath not that gift of hearing, from him shall be taken even that which he hath. So please hear me this morning. Don't think that what you have is forever yours and nailed down. Because God said, if you won't hear me, I'll send delusion. That's what I'll do. I'll take care of this. You'll believe a lie. So we can't think, well, I got this. I got this. No, 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 no. This is not yours to get. This is his word. It's not mine to get. It's his word. So I want to go back to that book again and again and again and again. Thank you for your attention today. Let's stand. Take heed what you hear. Take heed to what you hear. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.